Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds coverage of Game of Thrones. This is Season 7, Episode 5, Eastwatch. I am Josh Burns, joined by CJ Mellon and Brian Thornton. Well, hello there. Welcome. I didn't Welcome know you were going to intro it either. I'm, I'm so thrown off by this. Welcome to the show. I'm, I'm moderating. There are... <laughs> yes. I got a wallet. I got, I'm going to drive, drive a car. car. The reason you're hearing Josh Burns moderating this episode is we are also recording our uh, new show, The Bingeaholics. We are starting our coverage of Marvel's The Defenders. Uh, it was just way too much for me to moderate three episodes of, of podcasting. So thanks, Josh, for helping me out this week. I appreciate it. I'm going to need a dolphin. <laughs> All right, well, sir, you you have the the helm. You are now the Lord Commander of this podcast. I, I I welcome you to getting things started. Well, I'll tell you what, I I, uh, I organize this the way we've been organizing every episode, and we're and we're kind of going to go castle to castle. Um, I feel like quite a bit happened, and I would like to obviously start with the cliffhanger. We saw Jamie hit the water in episode four. <laughs> Right, they we wasted. There. They wasted no time just giving us the answer. No, he's fine. Don't worry. Don't right. worry. Well, because I, I think people had pitchforks, right, Brian? I uh, I wouldn't say pitchforks. I I, I don't know. I, I I I try to stay away from the Game of Thrones internet just because it's a deep, deep rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw a couple people were like, "No, no, Jamie, no." But I like Daenerys better, so I really don't give a shit. So. <laughs> But I, I totally called it. I knew Braun was the guy who who got him. I knew it. Um, I do love his line. It's just like, you know, you get rid of me when I get paid type right. of line. Right. Yeah. It was really well done. If he doesn't get his castle now, I don't know. Uh, the only reason he doesn't get a castle now is because he's dead. He's going to be lucky to keep his balls at this point. Like, I mean, after after what happened at King's Landing. And let's let's transition directly to King's Landing, as a matter of fact. Uh, and and I want I want to hear... You know, the the entrance, right, with uh, obviously Jamie meeting Cersei and and trying to, you know, convince her that this war isn't winnable, and then she drops a bomb on him a little bit. Mm. Mm. Oh, Brian is incredulous. I, I'm, I'm suspect of this as well. The baby I, is fake. Fake baby? Fake baby. Fake baby. I, 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 that's the first thing I thought of. And then I said to myself, well, this is, this is how Jamie snaps. We've been wondering why, like, what's going to make Jamie finally realize the monster that his sister is and flip sides. I, I'm almost positive he finds out this baby is fake and that she's lying to him to manipulate him. I just found the timing of it also very suspect. It's very convenient. The macer who is like all into chemicals, right? Who has brought people back from the dead, uh, is, is the guy who's saying, oh, uh, I, I, let me finish this tail end of the conversation. I can make you some potions for your condition if you like. And Jamie's like, oh, I wonder what that's about. Maybe she has the flu. No, like, it's fake. It's all fake. And he can make it look real. And it's all fake. And you're right. This is what pushes Jamie over the edge. Yeah, this is this this is going to be the straw that breaks his back that makes him say, I should really side with my midget brother and uh... fake or or she's going to terminate the pregnancy after telling everyone Jamie impregnated her, which is I, I, I don't know. But the other thing too that they kind of factors the other thing too that kind of factors into this whole conversation and this this whole interaction was the the fact that he was interacting with Tyrion right before it. Uh I think that kind of informed Jamie's state of mind going into things being just very skeptical of, of anything that was happening in the world and just kind of questioning a lot of things. So I think even he's kind of questioning the actual validity of of this pregnancy. I, I mean, no, I don't think he is. You don't no, think he no, is? No, Jamie's no, no. not. 
No. I, I think I think maybe there was a split second of he was like, oh, really? But then, like, here's the thing. Here, and here's when the manipulation happens. When he says, who are you going to say is the father? And she's like, you silly. Oh, you silly <laughs> goose. Like, it's the ultimate, like, I'm going to give you exactly what you want. I'm the queen now. So I'm going to let everybody know that this is your child. And everybody's going to have to be okay with it. And we don't have to live in hiding anymore. Isn't it going to be wonderful? It's a manipulation tactic. Trust me, I'm in sales. <laughs> Here's the other thing I thought about too was interesting that, you know, she's going to say that Jamie is the the father of the baby. And as an audience, we're going, ooh, that must be shocking. But if you really think about it, they came previously from the Targaryen reign, which l- did this all the time of, of siblings and people that are related having babies with each other. Yeah. I don't think much of King's Landing, what's left of it anyway, is going to be too shocked because they're, they're used to this before Robert came. And let's face it, everyone already knew this. They're saying Jamie were getting together. So, I mean, they made fun of it all the time. So, I, I, you know, it's not going to be as this is so screwed up that we get to say this. It's not going to be as taboo as it should be. It, which Yeah. That's wrong. And, and I agree. I thought I thought that there's that she's overlooking the the craziness of it a bit. I, yeah. I didn't I didn't make light of it. Uh, I do I do want to transition still in King's Landing, but in Flea Bottom, we have Sir Davis goes into a smithery, and I it's, I said to Laura, "Oh, it's Gendry. Gendry's back." Oh yes, that it's was Gendry. This, everyone, this got, this got spoiled actually by Nerdist. They had accidentally kind of released this. Yeah, you this. mentioned uh, two weeks ago that he was on a plane. Yep. Well, no, they actually did IMDb ruin Gendry's return, and they're just like, you should have redacted the Gendry thing until you read the article, you dumbasses. Um, uh, but, you know, it's nice to see him again. We haven't seen him since, like, what, season three? Three. Sounds right. There are, there are two amazing lines in this movie, in this scene. I'm sorry, in this scene. From Davos, both of them. Um, nothing the fucks one, you harder than time. Well, yeah, nothing fucks you harder than time, which is amazing. Yes, clearly. But then he, uh, when he says to he says to Gendry, "I thought you'd still be rowing." He's right. referencing all the internet <laughs> memes that were That's going around. It was a little, fantastic. A little bit of fan service, yeah. I also like the fact too. It's 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 almost like the hey, come with me, and you're expecting the the big speech as to why you should give up everything. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. I already yeah. have my bag. Yeah, let me let me grab this war hammer that I have he, laying over he's here. He's got a go bag. You guys he have does. go bags. He, I, yes. I do. I have a go bag. Have Absolutely. A go bag. I don't have a go bag. How do you not have a go bag? If Davos ever came to me, I'd be like, give me 10 minutes. Didn't the last time we shit. discussed go bags, we said, Brian, get a go bag, and I you said, still don't have a go bag? I said this to my wife earlier. I'm like, I got a go bag. I'm good. Like, I, I don't have any issues taking off. Like, we're packing for vacation. I'm, I'm good. Takes me three minutes. Go bag. Done. I, I don't have a go bag. Me, me and Gendry. Wait. Go bags. Okay, so yeah, so it, it's just nice to see again a little humor brought into the scene, uh, and knowing that that Davos has these little moments, uh, and it was kind of interesting to to see this character again. And you know, he aged pretty well. He kind of looked like a little bit like Christian Bale from Terminator Salvation. So I was, I was, you know, I was on board with bringing him along to go kill some people. Why? Because he was had short hair, dude. Was I don't dirty? know. My, even my wife goes, "Is that Christian Bale?" I was like, "It's not Christian Bale." Like we both did it for a so moment. So you're both stupid. Okay. Yeah, we That's are. Okay. Hey, hey, hey! I'm stupid. My wife is tired. Uh-huh. So, so before before we we leave King's Landing, we we end up with Davos and. Gendry trying to leave King's Landing with right? some amazing and fermented crab. Fermented crab that, that's yes. going to do all kinds of great it's the stuff. If, right there. Yeah, if you if you if these effects last longer than four hours, see a doctor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see a maester. I see a maester. Exactly. So, <laughs> what 
I, I'm watching it thinking, uh, all right, they're going to get out of it. And then you see Tyrion sort of skulking in the background. What was your what was your reaction there? <laughs> He's the only dwarf in the kingdom that's like actually worth anything. Right. And if if I'm Tyrion, being the smart guy I am, if I'm coming down after being smuggled into town and leaving and see two knights, my my my, my response is not let me put my head down and walk like I'm normal. No, right. dude, you're nothing, like four feet tall. That doesn't work. Go hide behind a bush. Nothing to see here. It reminded me and this is going to be really weird. You uh, you know, that scene in Emperor's New Groove where Kronk is trying to sneak Lava Cusco <laughs> out of the castle and he's kind of singing his own theme music. But at one point he like shoves up against the wall. It's like, bah! like no one can hear, hear, see him or hear him, but there's yes. like two people clearly walking past him. That's yes. what it reminded me That's, of. <laughs> I can't believe I don't think this is the first podcast in the history of game of Thrones to tie game of Thrones, the emperor's new groove together. I, I, I call I, that a I, first. I think there's a lot of similes and allegories going on. there. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Josh, what did you think when you saw him? Like, how did you not yell duck to the guy? Uh, I know I'm, I'm sitting there going, Oh, well he's not, I think there's one path up and one path down, so there's nowhere he can go. He, he can't can go stay. back up. No, no, no. Wait. He can't go back up because he's going to be discovered up there. He's go got to get up the hill. Get off the path. There's bushes right behind. He's got to get to the boat. Get, get to the get chopper. All he's got to do is get to the chopper right now. So, and and that's what he did. And then we saw Gendry take out the hammer and use it and everybody was like oh well all right that's that's approved. i'm okay with this because this action the is hammer. this action is approved i also like the fact that so so travel hasn't existed in this season which i'm, I'm very glad for but also we're getting a sense of, of how long it's been since uh, oh, the oh, un- I, I got another analogy He's oh yes go hand. ahead i don't know every, if you've seen but i do recognize the senator from horsham every everybody uh Everybody finally learned the uh, fast travel song on their ocarinas in this season. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you see, Davos hasn't been in the King's Landing for so long that when his initial bribe is like, you mean five gold dragons? They're like, ha, 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 15, asshole. It each. Was like, each, a piece. And then afterwards, when you know the uh, Tyrion's discovered, he's like, you can have all my money. Kind of dangling the bag a little bit. You can have it all. They're just like, Come yeah. have more penis crab. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just one again, a little bit of humor brought into the scene, and then you know, hammers to the face, which you know we need more of. Before we completely depart King's Landing, there was a, a short exchange with with Tyrion and Jaime in the the cave. Bronn, you know, leads Jaime down there under false pretenses, and they have a conversation. But Cersei even knows that Bronn did this. Yeah, like she got- knows, and she wants him punished, and that's, I got other, but she's an asshole. But, but it was it was a moment that Tyrion saw Jamie almost die in that battle, and it was nice to see them be reunited and, and talk to each other, which they haven't done in years. Uh, and it was also nice to know that, you know, Jamie knows that Tyrion didn't kill his son, and that changes the dynamic between them. And, and I think that's something that is going to come back later on to either haunt somebody or maybe save them. But Brian thinks it's going to cause some murder. No, I, I do think that Jamie feels, uh, so, uh, you know, love for Tyrion and, and trust Tyrion. So I, I think that. Yeah, I think everybody knows that their dad was an asshole. So no right. one's angry at Tyrion for killing him. Right. Well, so, I like except Cersei. Cersei. He has the moment that explains that, you know, it, listen, my dad, right. Wasn't going to execute me because he knew I was innocent. Uh, he did it because he hated me. He hated me because of who I am and just, and, and you know, I wasn't asked to be born this way. 
And, you know, Jamie doesn't want to hear any of that. And but it was nice to see that they were at least willing to talk to each other without instantly, you know, stabby, stabby, stabby. And, you know, I thought him and Lady Gaga would get along, though. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> All right. So sorry. Le- terrible le- jokes today. Leaving, terrible jokes tonight. Leaving King's Landing. And uh, we're going to talk about Dragonstone. But I want to incorporate the scene with Danny at the reach because I, I'm not really associating her. She was, she wasn't so much there, but close um, that sort of bend the knee or die scene. That yeah. I thought was really great. Really great. Here's it, the thing. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm a little concerned about Danny right now. Why? No, no, no this is, this was I'll, the right move. This is listen, what you listen, had to listen, do. Listen, listen, I, 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 I get it. But she just gave this entire speech of like, I'm not a murderer. That's Cersei. I'm not this this terrible tyrant. She and was also oh, by told the way, to be a drag. Or die. Be- she was also because told the, to be a drag. Everyone thinks that she's the Mad Queen, right? She's just like her 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 relative, right? She's just like the Mad King, and she's telling them, "I'm not," and I'm giving you a choice. It's a right. very easy choice. Your loyalty has already been flip flopping back and forth. So join me, the winning side, or die, and it's your choice. Right. And and I'm letting your men make the same choice too. And the fact that, you know, I am th- going to facilitate your development based on your level of involvement. <laughs> it's the Josh Burns <laughs> way of managing, okay? It's either go ahead and be successful or you're dead to me. And right. you know, she happens to take it literally of you're dead to me. Uh, but okay, I, yeah. I, so I'm sure Sam's going to completely understand that. And I was sad to see again the connection that the, the, again that this was this was Sam's brother and father. And yep. you know that comes up later, and and I don't you know. You don't how think he's that's going to be a sore spot between him and John? No, I don't. Why not? You, be- John is trying. John is trying to befriend and possibly bang his aunt slash person who killed his <laughs> Sam. Sam father. And no, there is no love lost between Sam and his father, and that was apparent when Sam stole the goddamn sword. You don't steal a family sword if you're hoping to rekindle the relationship. I I think. Bringing back to Danny and and giving people the choice that look it ties directly into the conversation she had with Elena Tyrell. Be the dragon. She she can't just be the breaker of chains. She can't and then and then she can't also burn cities. There's there's certainly she can just burn people. It's all good. Yeah, there's a middle ground, and I think burning people is probably okay. Right, we're probably. <laughs> Right, because I mean, look. In her defense, it was just two people. Well, all right, there was right, like a whole oh, army. I guess in front what of I'm her. saying Plus is, the people, twenty of them that were on screen at one time last people episode, people are TJ. being beheaded all the time everywhere else in Westeros. So, burning two dudes, and also, I had no idea the human body was so combustible. It just kind of <laughs> when it's, it's dragon it's fire, it is. I, apparently, yeah, the dragons are they're 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 bringing the heat. Um, it takes so, a minimum right. of two thousand degrees Celsius to burn human flesh. So, so, so they, Danny returns to Dragonstone, who comes back to find John waiting for her. Right. And in that moment, Danny comes back and there's, you know, there's a dragon as well. This was a great scene. And John, John goes, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pet a dragon. So here's, here's something I have to bring up and I'll include this within the show notes. There's a gif comparing this scene to exactly a scene that happened in Shrek. 
And I swear to God, guys, it's frame for frame. The donkey scene? It's the donkey scene. Yes, when the donkey meets the dragon, and then when she comes back and like gives him a kiss. You pretty. It's the, oh, you a girl dragon? Of course, you a girl dragon. It's the same thing. So I thought that was hilarious. However, this the 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 CGI work on the dragon was incredible. I mean, I looked at it. Well, there's the budget for this episode, um, but everything about it looked real, and it was you know you saw his scales and you saw his teeth, and it was. A really tense moment because I had no idea what the hell was going to happen. It can, was nice to see that the dragon can smell the Targaryen on John. Can, all right, so that's what I was going to ask. Can Drogon? Can the dragons sense he's got you know quote unquote dragon's blood? Yeah, I think yes. so. Absolutely. It's I love that moment scene. where you wish the dragon would clear his throat and be like, <clears throat> you know, you guys are related, right? And you then can, go back uh, to being you a can dragon. hop on. Why don't you just <laughs> hop on? <laughs> I th- well, Danny already suspects it. Just the look on her face is like, what the, what the fuck? I'm not sure I don't she know, suspects man. it. She, she played her look really close, and you don't know what that meant. You don't know if she was concerned. You don't know if she was intrigued. You don't know if she was turned think, on. You I don't know what the look intrigued. was. Yeah, her thing is, oh, this guy's hot. He can pet dragons. I ride dragons. He pets dragons. Everything's good. She's intrigued slash turned on, which is what I felt while watching this scene as well. So. <laughs> There's another theory about this uh, dragon sniffing, touching scene, which is a, coming back to Tyrion back when the dragons were down in that dungeon. That was and great. He, and he got close and yeah. they kind of smelled him, too, and allowed allowed him to get closer than anyone else has been to the dragons. And I'm not saying that Tyrion's Targaryen is just... We've had a theory thrown around many times when we talk about Game of Thrones about who's going to be able to ride a dragon. And I think there's some uh, there's some cause to say that maybe Tyrion could 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 be one of those people. But I don't know if he's going to make it that long. But there's definitely something with him and those dragons, too, that's connected. I just don't know what it is. I just like dwarves. They like <laughs> You look like a kid. You yeah. can ride me for right. a nickel. Right, a nickel. That, so I, I don't think I don't think there was really a, a, a I don't I'm not sure there's a ton there, but right. I do think um, this is the first time we've seen Daenerys really ignore Tyrion's advice, uh, and and Tyrion not not know what to do, right? Not know what to say and and how to how to turn the situation in his direction. What do you, what did you think about that? Well, there was the scene later where he's talking between him and Varys, yes. which was great. Yeah, and he's just basically like, you, you got to give her the the best advice, and you got to shape her in, into being, you know, the, the the leader that she needs to be. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I didn't. It, she wasn't like completely ignoring. She definitely took his counsel into advice, but I think she made the right decision. And Tyrion was just very emotionally charged because he's still rooted in the old world in these houses. I didn't take it as a sign that she's lost favor or trust within Tyrion. It's just he was wrong at that moment. He was a little too emotional, and I think she made the right decision. So I, I, I mean, I'm okay with it. Okay, we're bouncing back and forth, but right after, right after John meets a dragon, and Mister Steal Your Dragon, yeah, right after he's about to figure out how to train her dragon, they're they're sort of greeted by another visitor. It was a little <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> He's my friend. Oh, that poor guy. Right. He's right. just stuck in the friend zone forever. Yes. <laughs> well, Brian, he, Brian, where's he at? He's on Palcatraz. He's, he's in Palcatraz. Yeah. Palcatraz. Oh, God. <laughs> he's my friend. My very good friend. We are just friends. Just, just in case anyone was wondering, just friends here. Just friends. <laughs> Sorry. And so, you know, he's looking at John going, I'm not that handsome. I can't compete with that. I just, I can't do it. Look, so Sir Jar comes back, uh, cured. 
as he was ordered to be and and returns were I mean was anybody else like jumping for joy? I was. I was fully I mean, it was exciting. It didn't last long because now he's going north of the wall. Well, <laughs> yes, but st- I mean, like she was volunteered- just all like, oh, my friends returned and he's cured and he's friendly and they're great. We're going to be great friends. Wait, bye, friend. I was going? very ha- I was very happy to see them reunite. I wasn't jumping for joy or clapping. Uh, and then just like you said, Brian, it's a real whiplash. You're just like, yeah, they're together. Oh, he's leaving. Oh, OK, well, um. Hope everyone enjoyed that. that. It's like it's like bumping into your friend out in public, and then you're like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen you in forever." He's like, "Yeah, I really have to go. Like, I have to go." It but we so, should totally we, get together we, later. Send, yeah, we'll, Please, we'll text later. You you text me, but I don't have your number. Wait, but no, I'll text you. Don't worry. Yeah, I got right. your number. All right. Before we get there, before <laughs> before we get to that point, what we have is Tyrion going. You know what we shouldn't do? We shouldn't fight the army of the dead but we should smuggle one of them back over here so well i think it's i think whole, it's the right call uh, okay that's what i want to hear like you you think you think let's go let's go north of the wall and steal a white walker it's the right call because they need they don't have enough people they don't have enough people to fight this army of the dead and they need to convince cersei to stop this war and fight, fight with them. Like, and and this is the only way they're going to convince her. And is to bring bonus. a snarling. Thank you. I don't understand this. Yeah. Uh, are they Whatever. are they going on the White Walker tour? Hey, everybody, for a nickel, you can go see this White Walker. See, they're real. They're real. And then, hey, let's go to the craziest person in the kingdom who has no screws left in her head and be like, see this monster? She's going to be like, I, I really still don't give a shit. No, right. you can't have my army. That's that's kind of where I I'm I'm at with it as well. CJ is is Cersei going? Mm, this is so far re- uh, removed from where I'm at that I don't even care. I am so far south. The fact that th- by the time that any of these people that get to mean me, shit, if she's ruling over but, what John says right, as a graveyard. Let's 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 face the facts here. By the time that they get that far south. The it's Lannisters easy. don't have a big enough army to it's fight. It's easy look, though look, to rally I mean, anyone who's left. If you bring left. one, right? You bring one. Do you turn them loose on a few of the poor people in Flea Bottom and show that they can turn them into more? Like I that's hope the, not. Well, no, but I guess what I'm saying is that's the only way in my mind Cersei is convinced that this is a fucking problem. The only way I see Cersei thinking that this is a problem is if it actually directly affects her. Like physically, her like someone like 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 that that stewardess that's been with her for like seven seasons. If she gets turned into White Walker, that's it. That's the <laughs> only way I see her actually giving a shit. And I don't know why they thought it was a good plan. I'm obviously wrong because it'll work somehow. But I, well, I I don't understand the plan. Well, I, I mean, it's gonna work. Uh, I'm uh, maybe a little, uh, but there's gonna be a lot of you know red shirts dropping <laughs> beyond yeah, nope, the wall. Right. Nope, very true. Right. I mean, that's that's where I'm at with it. So I guess that that is the question is who makes it back from the oh, you mean the, from the suicide squad? Fr- yes. Who before, makes it back? before we before we we look at that, I have a problem with their ongoing mission as the suicide squad. John's whole thing was I need to go down to Dragonstone and get some dragon glass, make weapons because that shit kills White Walkers. Right. All right. But so he's, he's got like, a, he's got he's a got smith. Hilarious he's got a smith to do that. We got a smith, right? We've got a shit ton of this dragon glass. Oh, hey, just leave it here if you don't mind, because I have to go. We're just going to go without it. We're not. How do we know? How this. do we know he left it? One of the things Danny said was, "But you came here to mine for dragon glass. You're just going to leave it here." Like she says that to him. 
Oh, I missed that part. So just mm. uh, like if you if you, at least take like three weapons made of dragon glass, or just take he, a, like one single shard. He has a Valerian they, steel. They all sword, have Valerian but, steel, but equipment. Gendry doesn't. The Hound doesn't. Right, because they're all expendable. So who makes it back from this? I'm positive that Gendry will return. I am positive Gendry will die. He's not going to die. The reason I think he's going to die is that in the trailer for the next episode. You know, obviously Gendry has his hammer. And then later on in that trailer, uh, the Hound has the hammer. So why would Gendry give up his weapon? I think Maybe because he just he loses it. I, I think he died. Damn it, CJ, and your continuity... That's what I do. You just spoiled it for me. I, listen, if it was George R. R. Martin writing this thing exclusively, Gendry would die on the boat on the way to the wall. Okay, he wouldn't <laughs> just like. That's how that would go down. Dies off screen. Exactly. Just like oh, and uh, I think the boat it's just going to be in. really sad that Jorah finally returned, and now he's going to die north of the wall. I don't think Jorah's dead. Uh, I think Jorah's. I think Jorah's might gotta, die. Gotta stay in the friend zone, man. You can't go. But I, I do like the Suicide Squad aspect, which is what brought us here. So I'm sorry for derailing. I, I like this little group getting together and seeing all those connections between these characters as to how they're all, uh, you know, knowing each other and their relationship was very interesting. And yeah, it felt a lot like the Suicide Squad. So but other than cool. John, who makes it back? Gendry, uh, the guy with the Tormund, flaming sword, and the Hound. Gendry. Oh, who? the Red Priestess. The the Red Priest guy. I forgot yeah, about the guy him. with the flaming no, sword. No, Thoris of Mir is going to die. No, no he's going to die. I think he lives. I think his buddy who's a drunk, he's out. Thoris um, of Mir is the drunk. Beric yeah. Dondarrion is the guy that Thoris L- keeps bringing back. L- the people that make it back are the people's names I know. It's Jon Snow. It's our, our friend in the friend zone. It's the Hound. And then the one guy I don't know, the guy with the flaming sword. That's it. It's just those four. Okay, so Thoris of Mir dies is what you're saying. Yeah. He's the Red Priest. Yeah. Hey, he's dead. Yeah, you need Melisandre for something. Wow, Brian? I think Gendry makes it. Yeah, I think Gendry makes it, too. Just thinking of that hammer thing. I hear you. You and the hammer thing. I, I think it's, <laughs> please, hammer, don't hurt him. I think he could have dropped the hammer. And that's, then That's pretty much what I'm thinking. Is the, hound, the, the hound picks it up and saves him. And he goes, him. it's hammer time. And he starts, you know. Right. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Right. Okay. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think. You bring Gendry back for one episode. I understand this is Game of Thrones, but I still don't. <laughs> that's that's kind of my point. I still I, don't I, think you bring him back for one episode and then listen, he's gone. I, so. I love the imagery, right, of of them just getting ready for the wall. And it's really like, oh, God. Strapping their Ikea rugs on them. <laughs> like, what did we get ourselves but, into? But I, I agree that Thoris of Mir serves no purpose at this point. He's got to die, right? Probably, you know, uh, Jorah, it doesn't look good. So maybe him too. But Would you bring Jorah back for just three episodes? It's the same logic you're applying to Gendry here. No, it's no, not. No, no, no. He's been in every season so far right. since but he's, the beginning. But he's right. been gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, he hasn't been gone for a while. So you reunite him with Danny just to take him away? Yes. yes. How does that affect Danny? What does that make Danny do? Terribly. Right. Terrible things. It may, it gives her the reason to fight the White Walkers. Fight the White Walkers. All right. Well, we should. Well, as you, the listener, you already know, but we shall see. Right. So, uh, we we we've moved. Uh, I think I, the last thing I want to touch on at Dragonstone before we move on is John and Gendry meeting, and <laughs> and 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 Sir Davos saying, "Do me a favor when when you introduce yourself, don't make it about." being sir robert baratheon's bastard and <laughs> and, like the- and then and then and then what happens 
The first thing out of his mouth. It's hey, I'm, hey I, it's, I'm, 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 I'm the king's son. I'm a bastard. It's the Tony Stark uh, press conference. Right. Of, hey, listen, I, uh, don't say you're Iron Man. Stick to the I, statement. I am. We gotcha. And, uh, yeah, fucking, I'm Iron Man. It's the same thing. The other no, thing I like. No, 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 no. It's, I'm a bastard of a king. Oh, really? I'm a bastard as well. Did we just <laughs> become best friends? Yep. <laughs> the other thing I like was was uh, Davos going, "Hey, listen, don't don't listen to me. I only live to be the the ripe old age, and and you know, still make it in this world. But no, that's fine. Just everyone ignore my advice. We're gonna we're gonna go over to Winterfell at this point, where we have a a weird brand scene. Which one? Well, there's. I think that's again, every brand scene. It's yeah. every brand scene. He's no, he sends out, you know, you know, he's got a flock of birds out there. Yeah, so we open up with Bran flying out some some birds. We don't know what kind of they were. And then he sees the ravens. They look like crows. They look like ravens. Ravens ravens. are crows. Whatever. So Bran's flying some ravens uh, north of the wall. He sees the Night King. The Night King looks at him and he's like, well, there goes that vision. I'm out. And then he looks at him. He's like, oh, um, we need to send like all the ravens. Get all the ravens we have. And just let's start spamming the whole bit of Westeros that shit that's, is coming. But that's man. it, right? That's all we saw from Bran, which is good. Yes. I can do with a, just a less Bran for right now. Um, <laughs> yes. More importantly, we have a little bit of a mutiny happening. And and Sansa really not standing up for Jon so much. Where are this you is, at? Where are you at with that? This is kind of the fear that's that Littlefinger's hoping for. Right. I understand. And, and you guys touched about this last week, and I'm leaning more towards your way of thinking that Sansa, you know, liking shiny things, liking the title, wanted to be the little lady of Winterfell, uh, is kind of enjoying the fact that people are are looking to her a little more. Um, I think that uh, this is bad. It's going to blow up in her face. But I don't think it's anything to be too concerned from Sansa wise, and I'm really hoping the Stark sisters work it out before blows and fisticuffs happen. So, as I don't think that's going to happen. But um, you don't think it's going to come to blows between them? Oh, between, I think it comes to blows between them. I just yeah I'm between dis- Arya and Sansa. Yeah, no, I don't. based on what Arya well, found in Littlefinger's room. So. Do you know what the note says? Because I have the article. Yes, here I, know actually, exactly okay, I know exactly what the note says. We're was, all researching this. Go us. It was no. It I, was, I paused it and read it. It was the note that Sansa was forced to write in season one. In season right. one, to yeah. Rob, declaring Ned a traitor. Yes. So, yes. but here's the thing. I I I I thought as much, and I read something. I want you to think back to Sansa's. I'm sorry, Arya's time in Bravos and her training, where nothing is what it appears to be. And I don't think she was caught by accident. I think she was exactly where she wanted to be. You think she knows Littlefinger was following her? Oh, I think she's fully aware of everyone who's around her at all times. I'd like to think so. I have a little more faith that Littlefinger's a devious little prick. Nope. Uh, He's behind everybody right now. He's no, I, I know, but what I'm saying is I, I I think that for a moment, for a little bit of time, he's going to play Arya, but I don't think it's he's going to get away with it. I, I think this think, is how Littlefinger dies. I think Arya is still no one. I think she's chosen to wear the face and tell the story of Arya Stark. You beautiful, poetic bastard. I love it. I I truly believe she is no one and she's wearing a face. 
I hope you're right because that's a better story than her being played like a like a like a pawn. I don't so think it's. I, I, I hope don't, you're right. I don't think it's happening. I think I think and and it's it is absolutely bias and my fondness for Arya and her character, but I think she's I think she's a, a pivotal pivotal character right now. I hope you're right, Brian. You broke my brain. <laughs> why why how did i break your brain because i didn't think of that and i should have thought of that because i too have deep analyses <laughs> this episode brought to you by a slurring drunk no, i just i, I, I don't drank anything we haven't seen aria do anything that wasn't deliberate in a long time and he just left the room She's sneaking in there like he's not right around the corner. Come on. I just don't see it. <sighs> God damn it, Josh. <laughs> you're making right. a lot of sense. All right. And, and again, I hope you're right. But again, Game of we, Thrones. We were at Winterfell for a very short time. And I, I mean, there was, I feel a lot of subtext packed in there, but it wasn't, there wasn't a ton of story um, where I think there was a ton of story. And not a ton of like anybody grasping what was happening around them oh. was at the Citadel. This right? is so this this comes. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, we have we have a meeting of the Maesters, right? They're they're reading Bran's letter. We got Sam there dropping off books, probably scrubbing some bedpans. This is the difference between being very smart and intelligent and and having a lot of information Versus using knowledge to really examine the situation. Because the Grand Maester is just like, hey, maybe this stuff about a three-eyed raven and stuff is real. But because all the rest of you stuff shirts don't really believe that because you're just watching Game of Thrones for the first time, you know, you're kind of skeptical about it. So uh, let's do some research instead of, hey, we've got a lot of things in here that could probably point us to the answer, but... We'll stick our heads in the in the sand because nothing's gonna happen to us. We're so far removed from Westeros as a whole that we're just this place where you study. And Sam, I think, is in the. the I think Sam would have the, the same reaction I would have if I was in that situation. That's to yell and complain like a like a like a guy who's like, "You guys are freaking ignorant," and I would do the same thing. I think they're crazy. Brian, what what was your like impression of the round table? Um. I thought CJ was going to say something smart, and then I don't think he did. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not really your impression of the roundtable there, is that? No, I'm, because because you were going down my line of thinking, and then you deviated. Um, finish your hard right. I'm, a hard right. I'm about to. Like they're, they're the perfect example of utilizing intelligence as like this catch-all shield. Like Nothing can ever hurt them. We're too smart for for anybody and anything. Because science. This, this has all happened before. We've seen it all before. Been there, done that. And and, and I've I've been a block. I've been around the block a couple, couple times, and I've never heard of any army of the dead or three eyed raven. That's really dumb. Like none of them freaking. They they use it as this like cocoon because they think it protects them and it's going to be their downfall eventually. Um, and Sam recognizes that. And Sam is sitting there trying to tell the only guy who could even remotely trust him, hey, this is real. I've seen it. And his answer is, oh, that's great. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. To, to be fair, this is, the, this is the Game of Thrones equivalence of someone sending you a message saying, hey, aliens are going to come invade the planet. 
And you're like, yeah, all right, yeah, aliens are coming, guys. They build the pyramids. And then someone goes, no, 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 I've seen aliens. I've been abducted. They're like, sure, yeah, buddy. Uh, right, go, I, go, I get it. But, but Sam is also the guy who has uh, cured Grayscale um, off of a yeah, dude. Only, and only Graham Macer would, would give him that. And he's been under peer pressure to disband that cocoon. But that's my point. Is that this was the chance for the Grand Maester to be like, well, hey, this guy over here isn't exactly crazy. I trust him. If he says the real, we should probably really think about doing something about it. And he doesn't. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was kind of my take is that it's just it's it's too far fetched for them to buy into empirically. So they're just not going to. But Sam frustrated back in his quarters, reading, studying his book. And you've got Gilly <laughs> reading another book. I Now, see, guys, I don't, and you know this about me, I don't social media during Game of Thrones. However, in this moment, I, I, I tweeted, Sam, you had the key to it all, and you blew it. But they still have that book. Okay, they have the book, but you've got so, Gilly going, gonna find it. What's, hey, what's an annulment, and who's Ragger? <laughs> and Sam is like, I have no time to pay attention to annulments right now. I've got bigger things at stake. And I'm like, holy shit. I was in the minority here who completely missed what happened until my wife goes, did, did she just say, did she just say? And I was like, she didn't say anything significant. I was in Sam's position. I was position. freaking out. And I then I rewound it and I was like, I'm such a freaking idiot. How did I not pay attention to this? An annulment for Ragger? Targaryen? Yes. And then a secret marriage in Dorne? Yep. What? Here's, here's the thing about this. This is the one thing I have about the conversation that's happening in a lot of other discussions about Game of Thrones that, that I have a problem with, which is, who's the rightful heir? And John. My, my, John Snow. Right, absolutely. My But my bigger answer is, who gives a shit? Me. Like, Cersei won't give a crap if, if you walk in and be like, hey, by the way, I have paperwork that shows that you're actually sitting on my chair. Can I have my chair back? I got to no tell you, the entire world, the entire world finds out that Rhaegar Targaryen had a son. The entire world will care. But they don't like that king. They never liked him. No, no, you think no, they're no, just going to no, be like, no, oh, well, paperwork, like, paperwork, everybody. The paperwork, that's the rules. They didn't like the Mad King. Rhaegar was not that guy. Rhaegar was his brother. Rhaegar was Rhaegar was his son and was beloved. Son? When you hear yeah, okay. the Targaryen name now, the only thing these people talk about is the Mad King. I hear no one ever bringing up Rhaegar. Oh, remember Rhaegar? He was a good guy. No one brings that up. No one cares who the rightful heir is. Who takes if it? Who there? Takes there were the only then. There's only a few times because Rhaegar died pretty young. But there's only a few times that he was brought up in conversation. Throughout the show, it happened a couple more times in the book, but throughout the show, and when he was brought up, he was brought up pretty fondly, especially about how he identified with with the people. I mean, he's spoken of as a as a pretty compassionate leader, but also as a fierce warrior. Yeah. So, I, I got to tell you, I, I I think you're I think you're way off. I think you're way off the mark, and I think that the 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 people would accept the rightful heir, quote unquote in the lineage as it were before the throne was usurped as the true the true heir to the throne i, I think if 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 john 
if John fights the war, wins the war, and then becomes king, and then it's, oh, hey, by the way, I actually was supposed to have this the whole time, yes, people will be happy. But if I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Go ahead. Um, just because I agree with Josh, but I'm going to take CJ's side for a moment. <laughs> this um, is pity, by the way. This is what pity looks like. No, I mean, because the thought enters in my mind that most of the world knows about Danny. Technically, Danny is the rightful heir. No one gives a shit. No that's, one cares. That's not true at all. Mm, you the see, people because don't the give people a shit. don't give a shit. Most of the world doesn't know. Mo- what what happens is they've heard stories about dragons and they think about them the same way they think about White Walkers. But the moment people see Danny, they go, "Oh, I yeah, I totally get it. This is approved." Except for the whole army that she just asked to bend the knee, and they were like, "Nah, I'm not going to bend the knee." Or the like entire the North who knows about her and has said very vehemently that they don't know about her. They yeah, know, they do. They, yes, they what, do. What do they know? John they brought know. it up with her. They've never seen her. Doesn't matter about seeing. And John says, "Hey, I'm going to go meet with this Targaryen chicken in the South." By the way, everyone know Targaryen. Okay, that means yeah, Targaryen yeah. means air. They right? said. Okay. They said South. They said South, and the Northerners went, oh, we're not right, interested. But, uh, right, but that's okay, kind of like half of Westeros, isn't it? No, Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a solid, you know, 75% probably, yeah. The, the thing is, I, I, I understand the, the fact that, this, that being the rifle heir does carry a lot of power, and it can a lot, sway a lot of people's minds, put a target on your back. It's, it, it is very important, especially when it comes to, like, the politics of this show. But the everyday peasants, the people down on Flea Bottom, they don't give a Nobody crap. Nobody gives Who's a shit the about the people in Flea Bottom. They, they're going to – look, their jobs Well, you need are them to, right now. Not, they're they're who's going to fight for you. No, they're not. The people in Flea Bottom aren't fighting. You don't think Danny or whomever, if they want to take King's Landing, needs those people to maybe help You've rise seen, up? You've seen – okay, okay. You, the, you, if you recall the scene, and I'm sure you do, with Cersei being marched through Flea Bottom naked – those are the citizens of Flea Bottom, the ones that were spitting and throwing piss and shit at her. Like, yeah, because she was these, no longer the queen. These aren't people who are going to fight for anybody. They're gonna. Their job is to sit around and right, throw piss and shit at people. They're proles. I get it. Okay. All right. Right. That's and that's right. So, for the record, I agree with Josh. I just figured I'd throw that. <laughs> and out I appreciate you at least Ra- making rounding my point out, of view articulate. R- rounding out our very articulate <laughs> and highbrow conversation is piss and shit being thrown at everybody, but. Um, this is another, in my opinion, a plus type episode. Absolutely. I haven't been disappointed oh, by anything yet. I have a, the observation uh, earlier about Sam, right? And you talked about Sam bringing his family sword. And I said, is he going to be sad about his, his father dying and the fate of his family? Uh, the You'd thing be that, sad. Yeah, sure. The thing that he said as he left was, I'm tired of what reading about other people's accomplishments or tired of reading about the accomplishments of, of greater men. And that is the last thing his father said to him at the dinner table. He's literally echoing his father's words as he's leaving the Citadel. So I, I think when Brian asked, hey, is it going to be an issue with John? I, it, it, it may, but I think that Sam also doesn't have a, have a ton of you know, fondness for his dad. But I think it's going to hurt. And I, there may be a gut reaction of anger. And it just I thought it was odd because he echoed his father's words back uh, as he was living, leaving his dream. As he was living, leaving where he always wanted to be. That's actually a good thought and a good closing thought. So, Brian, anything final from you? Just waiting for my dragon to pop out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to happen. <laughs> and with that, this that, that that concludes 
Season 7, Episode 5, East Watch, Game of Thrones. We are that kind of nerd. We will see you next week.